Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show, the show within show. As always, you can get this on the DA Show's podcast feed, which is now available inside the Odyssey app. So if you listen to the show on the Odyssey app, within that app, you can listen to all of the podcasts, the DA Show, the Permission Granted Podcast itself, Sunday Morning Football, etc. Get them all inside the DA Show's podcast walls, which is housed on the Odyssey app. Okay, so... First is some house cleaning duties. Today, I was doing the show Wednesday morning from the WEEI studios in Boston because last night I went to the New York NYCFC versus New England Revolution MLS playoff game, which was a ton of fun. I used to work for the Revs, so that was really cool atmosphere to be in. 27,000 strong, cold night at Gillette. It was it was really cool and wild to be there, but... When I'm on remote, I never know how Bilotti takes it. Now, I feel like he took it okay today because I was inside a radio studio, not connecting from something else, and the sound was rich and solid and good, and we connected relatively easily, engineer on site here in Boston. How was it from Mission Control? Pete is in an extremely, extremely good mood, DA. I don't think it was even on his radar to panic and worry about you being on remote. We're getting a very holly jolly Bilotti as it's December 1st. And yeah, I, I'm surprised too, because usually, as we discussed last week when we had the frantic day before Thanksgiving show where I almost had to run the controls. The guy we were going to have in, because Pete was off today Wednesday, got into a minor car accident yesterday. Luckily, he's okay, but he wasn't going to be able to work, had to deal with car stuff today, which meant there was one of two things that could happen. On a stretched, thin holiday week where everybody was off, either A, Pete could have just been like, all right, I'm just going to come in to do this, or B, we would put somebody in that role that had never done it before. Sometime in the morning, Pete tried to figure out a pseudo-solution. Well, it looked like based on timestamps about 11.15 last night. 
instead of having a young man run the board who had never done it, instead of having you run the board and you had never done it, also taking away from all the other things you'd have to do right. on a big day of production and, and stuff, it was have somebody from the newsroom, Kevin Wall, come in and run the board. Oh, no, have him <laughs> overlook, oversee the young man who had never run the board before, kind of like teach him as he's doing it. Yes. And I was like, no, no, none of this makes sense. Called you up early in the morning on my way in. I said, who's in the newsroom? Who's run the board before? Let's make this easy. James Baccioni does Amy's show before us. He has run our show before he did the first hour. Kevin Wall was able to do his tape-op duties in the first hour of our show and then take over for the final three. He's done our show before. Easy peasy. I, and I do, I don't want to make this a raining on Pete situation because he is a boss or whatever, but I got also got to say well, this. Well, is he? Now he's not anymore. I'll say this. In recent months, DA, <laughs> Pete has acted very hectic pre-show in the morning to the point where any extra audio that he used to gather where, you know, we heard Joe Judge in the second hour. That now has fallen on, okay, I'll just do it, Pete. Pete, is there any way you could help me? Usually it's, ah, I'm in the middle of this, and I just do it now. And then I went to do the pre-show work, and I realized it took me a minute and 30 seconds. (laughs) And we learned, you know, Pete gets very stressed before shows. This was not the case. I walked into a very smiling Pete, a very calm Pete. We were also a day removed from Pete getting an official email sent out by bosses to the entire staff showing Pete's importance, and now people need to go to him with things. So I think Pete... Uh, you know, you might get away with doing shows from Boston for the next two weeks if you wanted to, and Pete not be stressed out about it. Great point. This week, our boss sent out a congratulations to Pete because I guess Pete will now be more involved with some managerial things, and maybe he did prove his worth over those two weeks in November. But you're right. He's got to be on cloud nine because of that. He is. So, Pete, full disclosure, in the past history at CBS Sports Radio, has helped out with scheduling. We've made that joke years and years ago, and then he took a back seat to scheduling, and now he's back on the forefront of scheduling. But one of Pete's gripes, I could tell you, and I feel like I could reveal this, was that basically nobody of actual importance in the company let the rest of the staff know that Pete actually mattered in doing those things. So when Pete went to ask people for days off or sent around emails, it caused a lot of ruffling of feathers with people because they were kind of like, why is Pete leaning on me so much like Pete relax who are you who's Pete now this email coming from our boss of all bosses stamping the importance of what Pete means Uh, and how we need to listen to Pete on authority and congratulate him I think was the pat on the back Pete needed to really and we made the Luigi to Mario comparisons Pete really feels of importance now and the company let let him know and let the entire staff know just how important he is well that's good everybody deserves to feel appreciated and important and recognized I think Pete has struggled with not being recognized in this company for a long time. So I like that that happened. I got to also admit, I had not heard last week's PGP side B until my drive up here yesterday. I had a bunch of time, obviously, in the carts, about a three-hour and 45-minute drive or so, maybe four hours. So after the show yesterday, I drove up to Boston, had plenty of time on my hands, and so I popped in the PGP, and of course, we taped side A, but I had not heard side B yet because I was... Last week was a holiday week, and I didn't get around to listen to it. And I thought that your discussion with Bogues was really fascinating because it centered on whether Pete, as manager, as boss, as authority, had a different responsibility to last week's Wednesday show 
when all hell broke loose because Pete was off and Pete is responsible for scheduling and the guy that he scheduled to replace him got into a minor car accident and thus couldn't work just hours before the show and it threw everything into a tizzy. And you guys had actually theorized, and you and I had not talked about this, that Pete, under such duress, knowing there was chaos surrounding him, actually should have, as a boss, come to work that Wednesday morning instead of letting us flounder. And you brought up something that I thought was a really interesting thought. I had not thought of that. And then you said, because he tried to kind of fix it, but didn't really fix it and tried to kind of parachute in when it was already fixed, he was better off as a boss not doing anything. I th- we I have to pose the question, Bogus. Does Pete owe it to himself at 11 p.m. to say, this stinks, honey, but we're not traveling. We're not doing anything in the morning. I was using a day off. I just got to buck up and get in there for a couple. Does he owe it to have to go in? It's a controversial topic. Yeah, so I think I would I would have done that in his situation. Like if, like today, let's say um, Brad Heller was off today on Wednesdays. We're taping this, which means I had to do Brad's shift and mine. Like Brad had been doing both of ours these last couple of days into last week because of me feeling I'm writer than you. Now you throw in Thanksgiving and other people are already off. So these all of the part-timers who would fill in are other places accounted for. Sure. So it, it shortens the roster. If there was a scenario where I was off today and something happened to Brad and for some reason, like there was nobody that they felt comfortable putting in this shift. Like I think I would have felt pretty strong guilt if I could physically come to work to go to work. Yes. You're just going MIA. And so that whole discussion I found to be quite quite interesting between you and Bogues. Well, it was deep, DA. Last week's side B was very deep because in many ways it kind of felt like dirty. I, I felt gross about it because, again, really? I don't like telling people when and where they should take days off. Because you know what? In the end, we work in a company, and some companies are different than others, where if you don't use days by the end of the year, they don't pay you. Where you work at some other jobs, no. they'll, they'll pay you out for those jobs. So you should use the days when is best for you, whether that's a family situation, a vacation day, something like that. And you don't get to carry days over. Right. We use days until December 31st. If you don't use them, you lose them, and you don't get paid for them. Right. And there's also, and remember, radio's a 24-7, 365 industry. There's So, yeah, I mean, you burn through them like M&Ms when you do your summer Fridays throughout the summer, and it's probably uh-huh. a good method and a good way of doing it, where others have a more reserved, okay, we're going to use some time over the summer, but I need to keep some days in the holster in case, you know, the worst thing in the world happens to me and I need some days off where I'm not screwed. And then thus, it leads to random Wednesday before Thanksgiving, you know, the days around the holidays that actually aren't the holiday being taken off, and so on and so forth. All of that being said, I did find Pete's situation to be extremely, extremely unique. He is wearing two hats, both a boss and as an associate producer and board operator of the DA show. And as that boss that handles the scheduling for replacements, it was his other job that needed to be replaced and then all fell through to the point we had no replacement. So as the guy who needs to find said replacement, you're finding somebody to replace you. And if in the end, all you're doing in this weird circle is working to find the replacement, wouldn't it be easier just to actually work the job itself? Boy, it brings up just to 
series of interesting ethical questions as a boss. And now Pete's going to have to navigate those because he's being recognized yeah, as tough. part of management. It's tough. It, I, and I did. I felt bad about it after, DA, but it was it was a fascinating question. Did you have an, did you have an opinion on it after listening or you just love the fascination of it? <sighs> I volleyed that one back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I come at it from a different standpoint. Pete last week took off Monday and Wednesday, but came to work Tuesday. I would never do that. I would either take all three days off or I would work all three days because as I always do, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Thanksgiving, and I usually work Black Friday. I didn't work Black Friday this year, but I find absolutely no value into taking days off this time of year. I take off summer Fridays because I get daylight until 8 or 9 p.m., I have beautiful weather. I have a host of things I could do, go see, travel, what happened. In the winter, I can do nothing. Okay, so I might as well work. I, I would rather be working than sitting at my house in the middle of the winter. So in that case, if let's just say I had taken off Wednesday for whatever reason, and the night before, you guys were like, hey, you know, we, we had Jody Mack filling in or we had Ken Carmen filling in, and suddenly he can't do it because he was in a car accident. I'd be like, all right, no problem. I'll just come in and do it. I would have nothing else going on. It didn't seem like Pete had anything else going on. So I would just come in and be like, fine, I got this. So in that case, I kind of agreed with you guys like he should just have taken it upon himself to get there. Once he kind of felt guilty about leaving us high and dry, even though we solved it very easily, right? then... I would also want to know it was going okay, but it would be because I would feel guilty. It would be because I, I know that there was actually a better solution. I should have just went in. Right. So I think that that was the thing there, that you knew that the fact that he was reaching out, he felt like, you know, I probably should have been there, but I right. ducked it. And now I just want to not feel terrible that it's going to hell in a handbasket. And it wasn't. Exactly. And again, as we alluded to, I was asleep when all the heck broke loose that night before Pete had claimed he was asleep as well, which I believe at that point, just commit to sleeping. Wake up at 9 o'clock and act completely stunned at all the late news or 8, 9 o'clock and then check in. The fact that he had checked in at 11 p.m. and then again at 6 a.m. told me, well, you must have had nothing going on. You felt guilty anyway, which is why I leaned on it. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think the key there is when you see all hell breaking loose, you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to come in today. I got this. No problem. And I'll just take off next next Wednesday. And right. we would all be like, okay, no problem. That's right. fine. Right. Flip it around. But so so it just it does it's not like you or I being out because we're also not the schedulers. We're also not management. We we put in our days and then they're responsible for finding our fill ins. Exactly. He is, what... is actually responsible for finding his own fill ins. What which is beyond funny. When you think about it, to want the responsibility and then it's like a sitcom and it comes back on you and I also did bring up this too you know Bogish and I now needed to find other days to use days we scheduled by working Thanksgiving which was funny because it was Pete putting the pressure on us to do that but when it came back on him for the same week not on the holiday suddenly it was panic mode galore how can I get out of this that was another point I hadn't thought about, that Pete leaned on you guys to work last week. On to the fill holiday, in, not the day fi- before the holiday. 
to fill in on the holiday because we were short-staffed. But when it came to him having to come in on short notice on Wednesday, he was like, hey, right. I, I, I can't do it. It's, you guys are going to have to figure this out yourselves. Right. So, yeah, I I hadn't thought of it in all those different layers, but it does bring, I really believe, and this is why I'm talking about it again this week, is that it is one of the, it's one of the biggest ethical quandaries we have ever had here on the show. What is your responsibility right. when you can make it to work, but you choose not to? <laughs> it, it, it is. And by the way, that what was great about the conversation is it's something people can relate to because everybody knows a boss at work that I'm sure they're stuck working days where the boss isn't there and so on and so forth. And now you bring in the boss needing to replace the boss, but not for the boss's job. It was like a true crime doc. It really was examining every single angle of it. And what I'm still fascinated by and ethically challenged by, I don't know. I still don't know yeah, if, the, if the point I had walking out of the studios when I taped that PGP, if I felt comfortable about calling out a guy to make sure he's in on a day off, but at the same time, I just I felt like there was enough evidence that he should have been. It's it's one of these things that you can go round and round on. There really is no hard and fast answer. It's like, do you learn more in a bad win or a good loss? You know, it's <laughs> there's no right answer to this. And I think that's what makes this so interesting. You can pull 50 people, and I bet it's 25-25. What's Pete's responsibility yeah. there when the guy that he had scheduled gets into a late night car accident the day before his scheduled day off. You know, I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. And not to keep pushing this, but something that Bogus and I didn't touch on that you kind of touched on. And in the end, if his big promotion of boss is about solving these problems, what does it say that his problem solving was worse than what we had solved and thus made him indispensable as a boss and seemingly at the job of running the board on the DA show? Well, that's a, a very good question as well. I will say the scheduling job that Pete has adopted is not a job anybody wants. No. It is balancing everybody's days off. It is trying to figure out where this guy who might have run the board can fit on this shift because this guy's also off and then this guy's going to be out of town. This guy has already worked his, you know, his hours for the week so he can't go over. The company's telling you you can't push overtime because there's a strict budget. You know, you got to get this guy hours because he's been here longer. It's it's such a crazy quilt to stitch together. And Pete's done it, I think, relatively well. I don't know. I'm not too involved in the in- internal on that. But it's a job also that is thankless that nobody wants. So you got to give him credit also for absorbing that yes. and embracing it. And there are no weekends, right? All it takes is one part-time fill-in guy who cuts audio highlights on a Saturday afternoon to say, I'm sick, I can't come in, and you're spending time with your wife and your family, and it's your job on the drop of a hat to go seek out a replacement on a weekend when you're trying to enjoy yourself. So it is it is a very thank, thankless position. What a great topic. What a great, interesting ethical quandary. Hey, so now the 12 DAs of Christmas will begin on Thursday with the first four out. I know you and Bogues will do a deep dive on this. I got to say, I looked over the list, 1 through 12. We have the rankings now. We won't publish them for the listeners to keep the surprise. But I will say, I didn't think there was any egregious errors. I didn't think there was anybody that got ripped off. I think, you know what, by and large, really fair. Uh, I do, too. 
again, I, I do wonder, though, as we play them in real time, and all of us have gone back and listened to a bunch of snippets, we've played some teasers of some potential candidates on the show as well on Tuesday and Wednesday shows of this week. I do wonder, as we hear them all together, and that includes the listeners, for the first time, instead of us listening individually and are looking at everybody's reactions as we react ourselves, I do wonder if that is where the debates and the heat of all of this will pick up. And uh, I, I will bring this up in side B with Bogish. I do wonder if this will be one of those things like you read on CBSSports.com where you get like a re-rank them, you know, draft now that you know <laughs> what you know from the listeners kind of deal because maybe it's one of those things where I reveal everybody's, you know, voting card at the end and, uh, you know, let the arguments be. Because we can't have a December to remember of 12 DAs without arguing about these DA. Well, that is true. You know, look, they might not look egregious on paper, but I guarantee there will be bickering and debates, even if it doesn't immediately happen on air, off air about these. And that's what I think the next three PGPs will feature a lot of. Well... I said this before, I kind of feel like 2021 was like the NFL playoffs. There is three, there is two or three elite teams, and then everybody else is bunched up. Yep. I've got the three teams, they are the top three here, and then everybody else is bunched up. I really have two teams, and then two Super Bowl contenders, then everybody else is bunched up. So that's why I think that this came out fair. But you're right, once you get into 10 versus 7, 12 versus 8, you know, it's like the playoff committee, you know, should should Notre Dame be two slots behind Cincinnati, one slot, this, that, and the other thing for details. But I think it's a great list, and I think we should try to find a way for the listeners to be able to rank their own. Like something like you're talking about, you know, not just a poll, but there's probably an, a, a poll-creating website where you can rank them. And you take the 12 or you take the 16, and then we see how everything slots. Yeah, and my guess is the Wizard of Watch DA could find that in about 30 seconds. So I'm right. going to talk to Cap on that and figure out if we can get on it. That's a good point. The only thing is we can't only put the 16, right? We have to put more than that to throw some people well, off the scent so that you don't know all of the 16 and just wondering where they land. Well, yes, and it should be noted we're going to play the top 16, the top 12, and then the first four out. I quite literally have a list 1 through 42. Now, some might be tied on the back end of the way our algorithm scoring went. So I I could get us to top 25, if you will. I have access to all of that based on the votes. And and as I mentioned to uh, to, uh, Bogus, let's not forget, we did add a vote. I thought that Connor had grandfathered himself in and worked on the show enough that garnered him a vote. So we had now a sixth voting head on this in Connor Green, which could have shook things up too. I don't know if you were aware of that. Connor voted on this, Yes, he did. Connor Green absolutely worked enough shifts. Let's not forget, before we returned to studio for many of these moments, Connor Green was a helping hand in studio on the other side and has been our number one fill-in whenever Pete and I have been out, and regardless, by doing the best, or the week of the DA show, is tracking the DA show on weeks he's not even a part of it, so Connor Green absolutely had his fingerprints even if technically not full-time in the show and I thought was worthy enough as a vote, and I thought that is the first year we added a sixth vote to the 12 DAs, threw that balloon up in the air and see if it popped. Super interesting. Wow. Okay. All of this is very good. The 12 DAs kicks off on Thursday morning with the first four out. More on that on side B. Here's Mraz and Bogues. How to do to do and a happy holidays to you. It is Mraz here with Bogus. It's side B of the PGP as we embark 
on a month-long escapade. Escapade. Another long... I'm just going to stumble my way into more Year of the Buffoon here before the year's over. But anyway, the 12 DAs of Christmas are sent to make us all jolly beginning at the end of this week, depending on the time you're listening to this PGP. We welcome in Andrew Bogus, as I mentioned, the aforementioned, aforementioned. There you go. Andrew Bogus. I am stumbling and bumbling here, Bogus. What's That's going okay. on? okay. Thank you, as always, for having me on your escapade. I really do appreciate that. No question. So, Bogues, let's get right into it. Uh, we're not going to reveal exactly where is what and what's going on here, but we have played some teasers mm-hmm. throughout Tuesday and Wednesday on the DA show of some 12 DA candidates. I know our listeners are anxiously awaiting. This is something that our listeners look forward to every year. This year, a couple wrinkles thrown in. Number one, Connor Green has accumulated enough time, I felt, to get voting credentials. Okay. So in the past, it was you, it was I, it was obviously DA, Pete the Body, Andrew Kaplan. Five votes. We have now had a sixth chair come in. Connor Green has also voted with his familiarity with the show. This, the way we score the P, the the 12 DAs is everybody votes 1 through 12, and essentially it's like a golf score, right? So across the board, you know, the lowest score is going to get ranked the highest, and that's the best way to cumulatively find. So instead of flipping it, instead of getting 12 points for number 1, you, yeah, get, you get 1, one point. for 1. one. So, Interesting. And, and how this works is, so you vote your 1 through 12, mm-hmm. then you have the first 4 out, which we right. all vote on. Those are all given the number 13. No different order. There's not a 13, 14, 15, 16. Anything that you don't vote for, and there was a list of, what did we say, 42 to 47? It was a lot. It was a lot. Anything that you don't vote for. So in other words, you're voting 1 through 12, you get 4 13 scores, and then the rest are just given 14s. Okay? So they're one point back of the first 4 outs. That's how it works. This year, I could tell you in total the scores, because I counted your, you know, everybody's. There were things that some of us had in the top 10 that others didn't have even in their first four out. Mm. And it's just led to a crazy surge. There, I could tell you this, what got number two in the 12 DAs didn't garner one single first place vote, but items behind that number two got first plate votes from others, or at least one from others. So... That just shows you what kind of complex list. Now, the arguments are going to come. The debates are going to come. Your biggest gripe, and DA kind of pushed back on this, you believe too much me in the 12 DAs of Christmas well, this year. But it's not. It's it's only a gripe because in the end it's a compliment to you, and it makes me at least feel insufficient in that we're not carrying our weight, pun intended there, Um that the, if all of the, you because know, even when you said 43, I would still say two thirds, if not more of them revolve around, revolve around you. And it's hard. And for me, it was hard to end up picking between them because they're similar. Like we played the one on Tuesday morning where you were yelling about uh, when we got caught, we caught you lying about text from Maggie right. and you're yelling, I lied. And it just, these are all text messages that happened <laughs> to Maggie before he, his, the screenshot. And if I explained that this is what me and Maggie texted about all the time, you guys wouldn't have believed it. You guys are making me hit myself in the head. No, stop stop saying that. Oh, you stop said it. That and we, stop it. No, no, no. This stop week has started. The new year has started with you guys. Can't wait to get to the buffoon. Can't wait to do this. And we got 85 minutes left in a week. 
And all you've done is hit me over the head about what a liar I am, what this, what that. I can't take it anymore, well, you guys. you are a liar I can't right take now. it you anymore. Lied about Stop this. doing this to me. <laughs> I want to have fun this year. Stop it. All right? I lied. I lied, damn it. I had to lie because I did nothing wrong to begin with, and you made me feel like I did something wrong, and now I'm ticked off and angry. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one a lot because it is a too. direct window into your soul yeah. and everything about you. It's never your fault. Right. All I want to do is have a good day. It's a new year. Leave me alone. <laughs> Don't point out my nonsense. <laughs> Don't catch me any lies. You flat out lied. And then it was our fault. That's you. How about the I lied because you guys made me. Right. We made him lie. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that one? Cap, yeah. Cap was out of line with this one. He was the Wizard of Watch DA. He was the one I remember specifically. <laughs> oh, you're jumping on with them. And they totally threw me under the bus <laughs> to you guys. And what happened here, too, I forgot. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Is I deleted certain texts and then sent you guys a screenshot to try to prove my worth. <laughs> that's right, that's and then, right. And then you guys True. got the real non deleted version <laughs> screenshot. From Maggie. Yeah. I think you also said that she started the conversation, and it's like your beers at the Met game. You sent nine texts, and then she sent one, and that was not the starter. That was number 10. True loser move. <laughs> it's a great moment, but I feel like there were, might have been like two or three other ones that were just like that. So how do I then break them apart without having it all be about the same thing? Like oh. I like variety. Okay, so DA, DA and I, obviously, it's the DA show. Both of us with the 12 DAs from when we started them on those overnight days in 2013, I have seen candidates throughout the years, and it's amazing how the candidates can grow and the system grows. You know, in year one with this bogish, we would go back and basically I would have to look at epic fails and then decide, okay, that was funny. Okay, go back to that day and just pull the full thing. Now we pull them as we go. Like the, right. the real aughts of this thing in typical DA fashion, we didn't decide till November we wanted to do this and it became a thing. <laughs> I could tell you that in the past there have absolutely been uh, polarizing moments that surrounded me where, you know, okay, I ranted about the Giants or, you know, you name them. 
I'm not coming up with them off the top of my head. I felt like this year specifically, and I think this is what DA alluded to in his debate with you, it was a little different because a lot of the moments that while I might have been either the catalyst or the lightning rod or the subject of was less me yelling and screaming about something that might have been funny and more you guys taking me behind the woodshed about something where I think it alters uh, the way the my moments appear, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, like, I, I still can lump all of those things together, whether it's you flipping out about something or us flipping out about something you did, that still boils down to you. And I said on the air, and it's, 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 it's a compliment to you. It makes me feel, again, bad. But, like, even looking back at, the, at what is now the 12, right. like I said on the air Monday, there's really only two and a half that have nothing to do with you at all. The, well, that, the others do. Okay, so let me ask you this. And again, I don't want you to reveal the numbers. Right. But you know what you have voted for, and you know what the final list looks like. We yeah. all have this. I have given all of these numbers to everybody. Although I don't think I, I gave everybody specifically the full voting sheet like I have, which I can reveal at some point. Is there a moment that you see not on the top 12 that you push for that is going to upset you and cause outrage as the list plays when you feel it was criminally underrated by the rest of us. Um, no, 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 no. I don't. No, I don't think so. The, I, I actually was more bothered by my voting after seeing what one through twelve uh, were, and in particular, there's one fairly high-ranking thing that I don't. I did not have in my twelve at all. You, and that's what I was talking about. People were and, all over the place, and now you're second guessing after looking at the list. Well, I just, I, I, I don't remember my logic for not including it, and I'm just wondering now if I, it was a simple oversight that I just forgot to mark it as I was going through all the things, and then it because what I did was I listened to them from you know from the beginning of the year through the end, and I just I started to write down the ones that I thought were worthy of an actual vote, not in any order, just as we were going chronologically. Because right. you could tell, I mean, 40 candidates, if you start listening yeah. to them, okay, this is really worth it. This was funny, but not maybe, not maybe worth it, and so on and so forth. And I, I I even went back and looked at my notes from when I was going through them, and I didn't. I just didn't write it down. So I'm, I'm wondering if I got, like, distracted mid-listen and, like, didn't finish it, or for some, so for some reason... In the moment listening, I just didn't think that the actual audio was good enough. Like, we, we played Tuesday morning the clip of Danielle coming onto the air. Yes. I didn't vote for that because— You know what's interesting? I don't think—I'd have to double-check. I don't think—I think I might have voted that a first four out. Okay. Now, we're not going to tell you that might be a first four out. Right. So I'm going to hold back on telling you where it goes. But if you didn't vote for it and I, and I voted for a first four out, it tells you what the other four people may have thought of that moment. So, like, I, I remember listening to that and going, this is a good moment, but I thought it was just as, a, as, like, an audio file, so to speak. It was too long, and it, like, wasn't, it isn't going to, I don't mean to sound mean, it wasn't as entertaining as some of the other clips. Like, the idea of it was good, but lis physically listening to it was weird. Well, and I will tell you this, because I thought this way about the teaser, too. The thing she's saying is funny, it's catching me in a trap. I think that's a scenario where you have to understand the moment. My wife is not a radio personality right. trained to do this, so she's not going to come across, and I'm not trying to defend her, but if anything, I'm trying to bash her a little bit here on that moment. But... 
Yeah, I, I think there's plenty to go with that. And I think maybe, and hearing what you said about lengthy moments, and that hurts if you're ripping through them, it should be noted for all of you listeners when you get the 12 DAs played, some of them are already cut down to two, three minutes by the time they are saved in that fold right. or when they gotten you. Some of them might be a segment that lasted eight, nine minutes where we're laughing hysterically, and it is my job after they're voted on to boil it down for two, three minutes. Do you think... It would help the process next year if I didn't leave lengthy nine-minute chunks and they were already in the form in which they would have actually been edited down to. Um, that's a that's a good question. And I don't – I'm going to say more often than not, you're not going to need to do that anyway because I feel like most of them are naturally kind of snappy and concise. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, what I know. I would say about eight of the top 12 already – don't need as much editing. Yeah. You know, some fine cleaning here right. and there, but time-wise, they're pretty good. Right. Like, we might get a little carried away at the end and, like, right. kill the joke for too long and at that's the end, but out. the first two and a half minutes are good. But there are not many where we're just kind of meandering and wandering. And But that that was naturally like that, which is fine. It just, when I was listening to it, I was like, I think there's going to be 12 better clips to play. And there may be. And that's why the debates rage. So, well, in two parts on that. Number one. I will say the other reason I don't always cut them down first and just grab the whole chunk and throw in is because I'm also interested when you guys will give me the feedback. You know, Pete might say something. You might say something. The DA is often given input where something that I might have cut out in an eight, nine-minute chunk is actually the funniest thing DA liked right. from it, and therefore that affects the voting. So I need to, yeah. you know, it's not just the votes. I hear people talk, and it's just kind of like, all right, let me, mental note, let me put that in. Okay, you've examined the top five. Forget the top 12 in the first four out. Yeah. Overall, do you believe when all is said and done in December 23rd in the DA show wraps, we probably got it right on the top five moments of the year? Um, yes. I'm intrigued at how the public, how the listeners accept numbers two and three. Okay. Like, especially if we figure out a way to do some kind of vote for them to take like CR twelve and maybe rearrange it in the way yeah. they would do it if we can do something like that. I wonder if those two would stay in the top five. The other three, I'm pretty confident would maybe in a slightly different order. But numbers two and three, I I just I don't know. In particular because one, I didn't vote for, and two, I had. I think at number like 11 in my top 12. And others valued it higher. Right, sure. so I think there's some fluctuation there with those two. I would say the number one 12 DA got the most first place vote, so it's probably where the committee thought it should fall, and we'll be interested to see your guys' thoughts. But I know what you're talking about with two and three, so something to listen for, listeners, because I personally feel, and I will tell you, what I voted as number one did not finish as the number one 12 DA. What I voted as number one did finish as number two or three. I won't reveal which one. And I do wonder how much of two and three were we just found hysterical behind the scenes where maybe the listeners didn't get the joke. And maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Now, again, with all due respect to the listeners, we have tossed around this idea. And it's not really a great way to do it because it also comes across where, you know, that's where you can get basically taco full on the all-star game is you start letting <laughs> right. listeners completely. And it's not to dismiss them, but maybe I think the best way to do it is they've listened to what we've put together as the top 16 and the stuck in the chimneys and yes. everything. And then have them say, you know, kind of like a draft revisited. If we could redraft these, yes. where would the listeners go? And maybe right. that's the best way to approach it. Yes. Working off of our list is right. better than voting all of us together. Right. Because I think it would just create chaos. And maybe that is something we do. 
Uh, and to be honest, I'm taping side B with you before DA and I have taped side A. Yeah. Who knows? Me and DA may have already talked about that. And if we are, <laughs> then I apologize. So, Bogish, we will obviously keep doing PGPs where we discuss what we've already heard on the 12 DAs throughout yeah. this month. And it is sure to be a month of chaos and debate. You can follow you on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Enjoy the 12 DAs. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.